Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We'd like to welcome you to the podcast. This is the podcast we're going to do on the sacrament of marriage. I'm Kevin McGloin, the Director of Liturgy and Youth Ministry here at St. Patrick's. And to my right, who, who could that be? Well, let me check my name tag here. I'm Father Eric Tayas, the pastor of St. Patrick's. Kevin, how well, are you doing today? Good, good. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Should, so, Should we introduce our sound engineer? Yes, Kelly Hartley. Kelly, Father Eric, how come she doesn't have a microphone? Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, next time we'll yeah. give her a microphone. You'll see Kelly up in the sound booth, or the press box, as we call it, at St. Patrick's there, yeah, making sure the sounds and all the uh, words on the screen magically appear. And that she can hear your, everybody can hear your homily as clear That's as day. Correct. Right? Of course, right. yeah. So what are we going to do today? What's our podcast on, Father Eric? Well, we're talking about the sacrament of marriage, sacrament of matrimony. Um, boy, um, a lot of times Catholics aren't getting married in the church because sometimes they don't understand this whole sacrament thing. Why, why is it necessary? And what happens? And then sometimes... There's kind of pressure from mom and dad or grandpa and grandma to say, you know what, you should be getting married in the church. So I think what we want to do today, Kevin, is kind of break open what's really happening and not happening in this sacrament of marriage about having your marriage blessed in our Catholic community. So marriage is considered one of the seven sacraments, and a sacrament is a visible outward sign of Jesus's presence and love in the world. Now, the love of a husband for his wife is a sign of Christ's love for the church. If we take a look, Father Eric, uh, what St. Paul writes in Ephesians 5, he says, Husbands should love their wives just as Christ loved the church and sacrificed himself for her to make her holy. So the love between spouses in a marriage basically and truly reflects the love of Christ for the church. So in Christian marriage, spouses model what is called that self-gift love of Jesus Christ. So just as Jesus Christ died on the cross so that we could have the possibility of eternal life, so couples in their marriage give of themselves. They die to their own needs, their own wants, their own desires, and they serve one another. They serve their family. They serve their community. That they help one another to live out Christ's call to discipleship, to love, and to service. You know, Kevin, what you're basically saying is so true, is that when a couple comes to seek to go through marriage preparation in the church here, it really isn't just about them and their own life. It is about something they're going to become. So why do people get married in the Catholic Church? You're right. They are preparing to become a sign, or that fancy church word we use, sacrament, a visible sign of God's presence. The scripture reminds us by asking, who is God? God is love. And when two people love one another, God is present there. So Kevin, here's the thing that happens at at a lot of the ceremonies that people may not be aware of. On on the ceremony day itself, there are all types of people are going to be there. There are going to be newly engaged people there taking notes. Oh, what a handsome groom and what a beautiful bride and, and do's and don'ts of that. And they're excited for this new couple. Other people have reached milestones, maybe 2, 5, 10, 20, 30 years, and they're really going to be happy for this couple. Other people might be going through some difficult moments, a rocky part of relationship that happens really in all relationships. And what they do and how they receive couples, how they say those vows, rehearing those vows can really help in a relationship to spark that again or give it the healings necessary. And it also touches people who are broken, 
who've had broken relationships or amidst the relationships that are about to be broken. So the very first time they become a sacrament, a sign of healing of God's love, that it isn't just about them. And then they lay a foundation for the community. So I think a lot of times, Kevin, people get wondering, so why do we have to have this ceremony in the church building? That's kind of a a limited way of looking at that. The church would say it makes most sense to have the ceremony in the midst of the community, the foundation that they provide for the community, that this is the place in this sacred place where they were baptized, and their children are going to be baptized here. It's the place where they eat at the com- with the community at the table of the Lord. This is the place where they were sealed with the Spirit in communion. This is the place where they're reconciled when they sin, that they're reconciled to God and the community. This is the sign they become to the entire community, that marriage isn't just about them, but it's what they do for others as well, and the sign they become. And it goes on and on. So it makes most sense that they lay that foundation for their family and for their children. And that's why, Kevin, sacrament, sign of matrimony, is a really important part to the life of God's people in the church. You know, so Father Eric, so when people come in, you know, people just see, a lot of people just see, like you just talked about, they just see the wedding day. Yes. And and just what takes place on that particular day at the wedding ceremony. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in reality, the church is very concerned about couples getting married and want them to have good, healthy, and holy relationships. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what the marriage preparation process is in the Diocese of Phoenix and what the church asks of its couples okay. who, you know, who want to step in front? Uh, in the church and who want to make that public commitment in, in the front of okay. God and the church and the community. What is the what is the church, what does the Diocese of Phoenix ask of its couples um, as they go through that marriage preparation process, not just preparing for the marriage day itself, but preparing for their entire lives? Good. It's a mindset, Kevin, and I can speak on behalf of St. Patrick's, what we do in union with the Diocese of Phoenix. But the mindset here is that, first of all, we don't want to approach preparation as a program, as a bunch of classes to go through. What we've done here at St. Patrick's is make it a journey that we mentor, that we walk with people, accompanying these young couples in the process there. So first of all, we take wherever they're at, that every phone call is returned, every inquiry. We take people wherever they're at. Unfortunately, sometimes people choose to live together there in the beginning, and they get married a little bit later on, or they they come from all different backgrounds. And it's important that the church takes them right where they're at, because you know what? They didn't have to call. They didn't have to inquire, but they do. And we have to also meet them where they're at so that they may continue that journey to become that sacrament. And so what we do is we give them a marriage inventory instrument after getting to know their story. And it's a tool that we use that helps promote communication. It is very effective. And it really helps. So when we score that instrument, not a test, but a tool, we assign them to mentor couples. Here at St. Patrick's, we have 25 married couples who freely give their time to be trained, to talk, and help break open this whole process with them and walk with them the whole journey. You know what's the neatest thing? I think the Holy Spirit has been there because so many times when our person, a marriage minister, Jerry Blakeman, assigns these couples their perfect matches. Unbelievable. It just works out. Sometimes they're asked to the reception. Sometimes they speak on their behalf. Sometimes they become lifelong friends and they speak so so highly of that. So we journey with them. Also, we have a great communication session that's a nationally known workshop taught here at St. Patrick's 
and, and you get it at many places. It's offered all throughout the years. And it isn't just for newly engaged couples, but for couples who've been married 2, 5, 10, 20, 30 years, they get a lot out of it. The Diocese of Phoenix asked them to go uh, through some preparation process for natural family planning and, and God's planning, and that's offered through them as well. And then we have a special blessing at our church, and they go before the whole community, where the community prays over them. And there's a few other things that they would do. But the mindset is that they are not here to go through our hoops and fulfill our requirements. It's together we accompany one another. And you know what? The most important decision they're going to make is marriage. And it makes most sense to have mentors, men and women who are already living that out, to walk and accompany with them. So that's kind of the mindset that we want, welcoming, engaging, and taking couples where they're at and help them grow in preparation, not just for the day, like you said, Kevin, but for the rest of their lives. Right. And, and Father Eric, uh, theologically then, you know, we look at practically what you talked about, walking, you know, going on that journey, walking with them. Theologically, mar- marriage reflects the communion and union of the Trinity. And actually, during the marriage rite itself, the couple exchanges rings as a sign of their love and as a sign of their fidelity. And they say that as they, as they put that ring on, take this ring as a sign of my love and fidelity in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And each, each uh, couple, the man and the wife, does that. And like the members of the Trinity, the united couple also becomes a community of persons. Just as the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are united in mutual love and self-gift, so Christian spouses are called to give of themselves to one another. You know, Kevin, that's a good point as well. I think, really, the sign of marriage is the, the cross, the crucifix that's laying down one's life. Uh, for for another person. And there's a special blessing in the church that a couple could choose that really is a blessing that says, may this couple realize that their earthly possessions do not dominate their lives, but may their heart's first desires waiting for the good things in heaven for them. In other words, what they are there to do is to sacrifice for one another and love one another and enlarge their hearts. When I go to the hospital, Kevin, one of the things that's really interesting is when I meet people there, I, I enter into the room, and I usually ask people to identify themselves, who, who, who they are in relation to the patients in the hospital or nursing home. And I am so amazed when someone will say, oh, I'm the son-in-law, I'm the daughter-in-law, I'm the brother-in-law, sister-in-law. I'm thinking, wow, you're spending the whole night here, you're, you're giving your time here, and you're not blood relations? And you know what? That's a powerful sign that says, my love now goes not just to my own family, but my new family as well. And that that's the beauty of marriage is that it encompasses more people to love. And we embrace each other's family's quirkiness and weirdness, huh? as well as great joys. And we expand our hearts to love. And that's what leads us to really sacrifice and self-giving. And so the model is really the cross for a lot of couples there, that we willingly lay down our lives so that new life comes about. We become that sign for other people. And then you know what then marriage does also is with that, that new love, that, that love that the couple has, that dying to self, then marriage strengthens them for service in the world. That they, It's just not between those two, but that the love between a husband and wife goes out. The love between spouses helps them to be a sign of Christ's love in the world. Their love for one another, Father Eric, is realized in the common work of, of what the church says, the common work of, of watching over creation. They help each other live their vocation as lay people, seeking God's kingdom in their daily lives by working for such things as justice, for peace and respect, 
for life and the dignity of all. So for marriage comes family, in which the church says, in which new citizens of the human society are born. Those are kids. They are made children of God through the grace of, of the Holy Spirit. And this is, this is another church the church uses to call the family, is that the family is the domestic church. Interesting term there, the domestic church. And this is the place where parents teach their kids about faith, about love, about justice, about concern for others to their children. Parents, as the baptismal rite says, are the, are the principal and first educators in the ways of faith of their children. The family in a sense, is the community where children learn moral values, begin to honor God, and make good use of their freedom, their free will. You may not know this, Kim, but I'm not married. Really? And I know you are, huh? Yes, But I here's am. what I know enough about marriage there, that it's the most difficult thing to do as human beings is to live with another person. It's very challenging, and it brings out a lot in us. And I think I think we can all nod our heads Never. and say, "Yeah." <laughs> and so, and it's in all kinds of relationships, but especially now. marriage. There, but here's here's what couples sometimes miss: the Catholic and our Catholic faith is that that great free gift, unmerited gift of grace. That it all doesn't depend on us. That if we approach marriage and say, you know what, I'm going to do it on my own. If I love each other, if I always say yes, if, I, if I'm always kind, and, and you know what, we, we have this hope that we're always going to love this, each other, and these feelings will never change because we're going to be like a different couple. You know, you're missing out on that great gift of grace. And it just simply means that we have help, that we have assistance, that we have God's presence and that grace to do amazing things. Love takes us to places we thought we could never go. That's why when couples get married, they have no clue what's in their future. And I love saying that at weddings because the other couples who've been married or in loving relationships bounce their heads up and down and go, yeah, because it takes you to places, but you don't have to do it alone. And so it's interesting to me, Kevin, that many people just say there's no need to go to the church and all. And you know, God bless them. God's with them no matter what. But to have that gift of grace and to be a sign and witnesses. See, the proper theology, Kevin, of understanding marriage is this. It's not something that the church does to you. Unfortunately, we've taught many Catholics to go like this and say, Father, will you marry us? We want to get married to the church so that the church will marry us and God will bless it. Here's the thing. The church doesn't do that. The couple give the sacrament to one another. They become the sign. The priest, the deacon, whoever's presiding at that ceremony, and the people there are witnesses. We give our verbal blessing, our verbal amen. They become the sign. They give that sacrament to one another. The church doesn't do that for them, but we witness that. And in front of all of God's people, they say, we need God's grace. So... Um, all I can really say, Kevin, is that each of us in our lives have things we thought we could never go beyond our limitations. And sometimes we may think it's a human spirit, human heart and all, but for us as Christians, we know it's also grace. God is what helps us love in the most difficult sacrament there is, matrimony, because there's another person involved. And it isn't just our own journey, but it's taking someone in the journey with us. So, Father Eric, you talked a little bit about when a couple gets married, they don't have a clue what they're getting into. Mm -hmm. And that's right, you know, in so many ways. And so you also talked a little bit about, so why get married in the church? I mean, mm -hmm. if you think about it, I mean, St. Pat's is a beautiful church, you know, the beautiful stained glass, the crucified Christ. I mean, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful setting. The church is yeah. beautiful. But, you know, if you think about it, there's places like Sedona, 
the Grand Canyon, parts of, the, of Phoenix, the Valley of the Sun that are more beautiful than inside of a church. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people do decide to get married outside mm-hmm. the church. But couples who get married in the church, what they're doing is they're getting married. I heard this once, is they get married in front of the altar. Because at the altar, what the church celebrates every Sunday yeah. at Mass is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the Paschal mystery. And so in a sense, what couples do is they are committing their married life to living the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ in their marriage, the Paschal mystery, recognizing there is going to be tremendous joy, tremendous love, tremendous peace, the birth of children. That's resurrection. Mm -hmm. But also recognizing that there's going to be illness. Most likely, if they're younger getting married, they're probably going to go through the death of a parent or death of their parents together, and that's real death. That's part of the Paschal mystery. I've seen some people have lost their children, Oh my gosh, how difficult is that? Talk about, you know, being there, uh, you know, experiencing Good Friday in your marriage and in your relationship, Mm -hmm. the loss of a job. And so couples commit themselves when they get married into church to living the Paschal mystery, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so when they say that the two no longer, there's no longer two, but they become one, is that we no longer just see them as Jane and Joe or Mr. and Mrs., but who we really see in their marriage is that the two in becoming one who people see in the sacrament of marriage in these people is really, in reality, Jesus Christ. At every wedding, there's invitations to send out. Who are we going to invite? And when people accept that, that's beautiful. Kevin, let's offer an invitation to everyone listening to this podcast who's thinking about getting married or maybe having their marriage convalidated, another term, blessed in the church here. Let's invite them to know that the first step of marriage is to have a loving encounter and relationship with God. Having it at God's sacred houses, many houses, including our house, doesn't make any sense. And that's why Sedona and the Grand Canyon and the desert and beautiful places and resorts are places that that are probably sometimes chosen because the invitation needs to be, can you see the sacredness of God in community? God's greatest creation is not the Grand Canyon, it's people. This is what God, we are God, the apple of God's eye. Second of all, are you encountering God in Mass? Because if all Mass is, is coming to get a good message, get an obligation done, or thinking it's boring, or it's not life-giving, or it's more about us, then you know what? It's hard to be, love another person when we're not even loving God himself as we are capable of being. And so, Kevin, this is an invitation for people who are listening, who, who still are wondering, why, why do we have to get married in a building? Why, why do we have to go through this all preparation and all? Because it's the most important decision that people make. They are becoming that sign. And with that comes great responsibility at our baptism. Go! Make disciples of all nations. And our theme is Christian disciples and mission. And what a beautiful mission is to be married in a world that needs healing and marriage. And so how is your encountering with God? We invite you, just like you invite people into your wedding, we're inviting you to have a deeper loving experience of God. From that, I think you're much more in better position to love in marriage like never before. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, providing this service to strengthen your experience at Mass.